Hey Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, it's Joe. We're doing a quick special episode that is more of a review. It's a review of Kenobi and um, D-Doc and I uh, are going to be reading off some of the reviews we received from some of our listeners, some of our guests. Uh, we, we sent out the request when Kenobi finished up and we got some great requests. Our, great reviews back from our former guests and, and listeners. So I wanted to take a moment to uh, just read a few of those. D-Doc will read some of those as well and, uh, and make sure that we give a shout out to all the people who, you know, just do so great for us, listen to us, come on the show and our guests. So uh, this is our uh, review of Kenobi from Disney Plus after the, the sixth episode just was released. We were going to do this in the show we just had, but uh, with Steve Glosson, Steve Glosson and Adam Bray on the show, it, it was just really a long show. And we didn't feel like we'd give enough credit to the people who gave us these reviews. So uh, I'll just start off uh, with my first one here from Tom Line, one of our great listeners, uh, short and sweet. Tom sends over and says, they tied up the loose ends well. We knew Darth Vader wasn't going to win, but we did get a chance to see his power. Finally, throughout the show, um, the show had its flaws, but it was an 8 out of 10 for me. The ending with Leia and Luke uh, choked me up big time, especially Ben's words to Leia. And uh, the hello there was timed perfectly, and the show capper with Qui-Gon was the cherry on the top. So, Tom Line, thanks for sending that over. Great review. Glad you really liked it. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. All right, guys, we started with Joe, and now it's me, Dave Doc, a.k.a. Uh, D-Doc, to you Rule of the Galaxy fans. Um, I'm going to be reading some of these reviews as well, and um, I appreciate everybody sending them in. Some of these are absolutely incredible, and I'm honored to read them for you. So, the first one I'm going to start with is Damon One Kenobi. Damon uh, has one of the best TikTok channels that I follow. I love watching the 3D printing that he does, and he's a great follow. So if you can look him up, Damon Wan Kenobi, almost like Obi-Wan, but Damon Wan Kenobi. Here's his review of Kenobi. Since Revenge of the Sith ended, I've longed to see Ewan McGregor step back into the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi. It always felt like an unattainable pipe dream. Then the series was announced. Even still, I never thought we'd get a series that would add such depth and wonder to existing characters. Ewan's portrayal of Obi-Wan Kenobi is soulful, heartbreaking, charming, and ultimately uplifting. Moses Ingram as Reva and little Leia were revelations. I have zero complaints for the season as a whole, and I loved it. 
The finale is as perfect a Star Wars anything I've ever watched. What Deborah Chow has pulled off is remarkable. I sat on the edge of my seat for a finale in which I knew the entire outcome of nearly every main character. Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi had a lightsaber duel for the ages. Ewan delivered two signature Obi-Wan moments, totally within the framework of the story. His lightsaber stance, and of course, hello there. I could not be happier with how this show turned out, and I am only scratching the surface when discussing it. We can only hope for a second season. I agree, Damon. Thank you for sending that in. That was awesome. This review is from Willie Harms, another great listener to the show. Uh, Willie wrote out for us and uh, did a great review. He says, uh, with Kenobi, this is probably the most satisfied I've ever felt about new Star Wars content. They gave us a lot of fantastic new stories, places, and characters to explore. The diehard fans... Uh, got enough fan service to pique their interest, but they didn't throw in too many inside jokes to turn away the casual fans. For example, I could play Kenobi for my parents, who haven't seen a Star Wars movie since they took me to see A New Hope re-released in 97, and they would still know the story and feel uh, wouldn't feel behind uh, what was trying to be portrayed. Are there storylines and characters that could have been done better? Of course. But they just as easily could have messed this entire series up and left a bad taste in our overall mouths. Overall, a seven, a 7.6 out of 10. Um, yes, I'm trying to get a chuckle out of you guys for this, but I do think uh, the analogy rings true. If a fat guy like me were to compare this series to a steak dinner, it's Texas Roadhouse. I love it. I'm satisfied at the end. Could have been... Could have been too much uh, like a Morton's or a St. Elmo's, but at least it wasn't a, a burning piece of leather like you would get at Waffle House. Um, one quick rant, just because you have the technology to have sweeping cameras and extreme close-ups doesn't mean we have to use them. Uh, they don't let the lightsaber duels breathe anymore. We, we already know the emotions of the characters. If they're in a, a fight with lightsabers, we don't need to always be zoomed in on Obi-Wan's illuminated face or have the camera moving around. Don't know what you guys think, but it's almost nauseating sometimes to watch the lightsaber battles. Thank you, Willie. Um, I think we discussed that on the show last week uh, or just a few days ago uh, between Steve Glosson, Alfie, D-Doc, uh, Adam Bray. They were all discussing kind of the lightsabers and the new uses and the new uh, tools they're using for lightsabers. So, um Thank you for giving us that feedback. Uh, you're always a great listener, and, and we really appreciate it. And glad you really enjoyed it, and, and I love Texas Roadhouse. So there's no problem with that. All right, up next for me, we have Dave M. Jones. Dave has been on our podcast before. Dave is fun to interact with on Twitter. Great Star Wars fan. So, Dave, I hope we have you back on the podcast soon. But here's what he had to say. Guys, I love the Kenobi show. There were ups and downs throughout the journey but ultimately I was satisfied by the whole story. Reva's character to me became more interesting as the series went on. She has depth and I wonder where we could see her pop up again in the future. I have to admit to tears while Obi-Wan duels with Darth Vader and the helmet is smashed, exposing Anakin. 
Obi-Wan has always been my favorite character, and this series just reiterates that for me. Are we ready for season two? Yes, Dave, I am ready for season two. And don't worry, you weren't the only one shedding tears during that finale because uh, I was too. We'll go to the next uh, the next um, person who uh, gave us a review. That would be Stephen Kent. He is the author of How the Force Can Fix the World, uh, Lessons on Life, Liberty, and the Happiness from a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Uh, Stephen has been a guest a number of times on our show, and he was uh, you know, very kind to send us a review of Kenobi. Uh, his review, Kenobi was a millennial fever dream of prequel worship that I'm 100% here for. Seeing McGregor and Christensen again in the way was in that way was so beyond cathartic for me as a fan radicalized on the ashy beaches of Mustafar when Obi-Wan cried out with a broken heart for his best friend. So much of this show worked, and then so much of it didn't. I am deeply concerned with Disney's ability to tell focused stories that zero in on legacy characters without feeling the need to stuff in new ones that complicate existing narratives. They didn't do too much, and this show uh, working was working really well when it was about Obi-Wan's guilt and Vader's suffering. So, Steven, thank you for that. Um, look, I, it feels like you really like the show. We're really excited that you did. And, you know, there's always going to be some ups and downs in these. So, we appreciate you giving your insight and um, letting us know what you really loved and some of the things that, that might not have worked 100%. All right, up next we have Jessica, a.k.a. Duchess of Darksaber Light, who hosts Rule the Galaxy podcast once a month with us. So we're honored to have Jess on board with our podcast. I'm honored to be able to read the review that she wrote because when it comes to Star Wars takes and knowledge, Jess takes it to another level. I enjoy listening to her. I'm honored to be on the podcast with her. So here's what Jess had to say. When The Mandalorian premiered, it was an instant fan success, in part because of a cute gremlin puppet and a blank slate premise that brought zero expectations. Obi-Wan Kenobi definitely brought expectations. Never has Disney chosen to expound on the story of a character so beloved and integral to a Star Wars saga. My initial hopes and expectations for a more small screen story, that we would see Obi-Wan remain on Tatooine, deal with a local threat, protect Luke from afar, and wrestle with his personal demons. Did not materialize. Writer Joby Harold and director Deborah Chow's grander premise that Obi-Wan would leave Tatooine and go on a grand planet-hopping adventure was certainly not what I initially expected. But it became clear that the only thing that would draw Obi-Wan Kenobi away from his duty to Luke was his duty to Leia. I don't think Kenobi is the perfect show. At times it feels a bit disjointed with plots cobbled together and new characters shoved in without enough time to be properly explored. But the greatest mark of success of this show is how fans have overarchingly embraced the story in spite of their own hopes and expectations or worries and how it could disrupt Star Wars A New Hope. While some may be more satisfied than others with the justification the show gives, it can't be denied that Harold did take care and operate within Star Wars canon. How does Leia know who Luke is talking about when he rescues her from her cell and he says he's here with Ben Kenobi? 
she knew him very well by that name. How does that relationship not undermine the formal call Leia makes to Obi-Wan asking him for help? Obi-Wan says that they must be careful not to reveal the fact that they know each other. How does a rematch between Obi-Wan and Vader not undermine their dynamic in episode four? Emphasis is placed on Anakin's continued need to prove himself, something that he still seeks within this series, meaning that he is still the learner to Obi-Wan's master the last time they meet. But whether fans are fully convinced by the story's internal logic, there's no doubt the story was an entertaining ride featuring both nostalgia and innovation. Star Wars fans are master nitpickers, and I was fully expecting this show to increase that tendency due to the fandom's relatively new belovedness to the prequels and its characters. It's hard for big franchises to produce new content that is well received by fans, I agree. But instead, that we got a story unexpected enough, heartwarming enough, and justified enough that on the whole, the fandom as I've seen it, has been unnaturally a fuse wellspring of positivity. Part of that positivity is due to some fun and compelling new characters like Reva, a former Jedi initiate who joins the dark side in a quest of vengeance, and Tala, an idealistic Imperial who works for the good of others after she sees the light regarding her employer. Part of it has to do with the heartwarming relationship between Obi-Wan and Vivian Leigh Blair's Leia. Vivian is a powerhouse, as in her character, and I'd love to see her play Leia in more content as she grows up. And part of that positivity is driven by the absolute delight in seeing Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen back as Obi-Wan and Anakin. There may be some people who are tired of an era of reboots and revivals, but this show reminds us that sometimes we just long to see our favorite actors and characters on screen again. Obi-Wan's emotional arc in this show has been wrapped up. And while I love the fact that we didn't have to expect a cliffhanger that would lead into a part two, I also wouldn't say no if a second season was announced. I will take more of any show that can put a smile on my face like Obi-Wan Kenobi. The show and the character consistently did. Jess, thank you for that review. We're happy to have you as part of our podcast. That was a great review. You're a much better speaker and writer than I am. Our next uh, review is from Mark Newbold of Fanthatrax, Star Wars Insider, Starburst Magazine. Huh. Here we go. Mark Newbold. Always a great guest. Thanks so much, Mark. Um, I didn't know quite what to expect from this limited series. Would it follow an obvious path, staying on Tatooine and protecting Luke, adhering to long entrenched headcanon, or bring us something new? Thankfully, we went for the latter, giving us Leia to play off Ben rather than Luke, delving into his desolation on Tatooine, the loneliness of isolation away from his fellow Jedi, Yoda, or the connection to Qui-Gon, Six thrilling episodes, and, to my mind anyway, nothing that contradicted anything heard on screen in the original trilogy, but certainly plenty of things I assumed. That's where this series works so well. Collectively, we've all made many, many assumptions about those 19 years on Tatooine, 
and this series has taken that, shook it up, progressed every character involved, and laid them back on the board for future adventures, should Lucasfilm wish, or leave them for a new hope, still nine years down the road. Superb television. I'm beyond keen to watch the prequels and the original trilogy again with a fresh eye and a lot of new information. I would agree with you on that. I felt like they tied that in very well. Prequels, the original trilogy, Clone Wars, everything all wrapped in there together. So, uh, Mark, thank you. Very astute observations and, and review on that. All right, my next review is Miriam Skywalker, who is a great follow on Twitter. Such a great positive Star Wars fan, and I love following her. I love seeing her reactions to the shows. I love the happiness that she finds in Star Wars. So, Miriam, thank you for following us. I know we're always interacting with you on Twitter, and if you're not, you're missing out, guys. So here's Miriam's review. Where can I even start? The amount of joy and happy tears I had while watching the episode and the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi was amazing. I enjoyed the episode and all of the amazing moments. Let me start with the duel between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. The duel on Mustafar again after 10 years. First of all, I had a lot of chills and tears watching the duel, and it brings me back to when I was a kid watching Revenge of the Sith and a bit of Star Wars Rebels when Obi-Wan slashed Darth Vader's helmet, much like Ahsoka slashing Darth Vader's helmet in Star Wars Rebels. Now that was amazing. The hardest part for me, and it hit me, when you see half of Anakin's face, when he says to Obi-Wan, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did that. That line hit me when Obi-Wan says goodbye, Darth, instead of Anakin. That makes a lot of sense because in A New Hope, when they meet again, Obi-Wan says the line of master of evil, Darth. Seeing 10-year-old Luke Skywalker, Owen and Beru was amazing. Luke looks so adorable. What really scared me is when Reva goes to Lars homestead and tries to kill Luke, but she couldn't because she doesn't want to be the same thing that happened to her at Order 66 when Anakin killed the younglings. To me, I understand why she wanted to kill Luke because it's her revenge, because Luke is Anakin's son, but I'm glad she did not. Seeing Ian McDermott was chilling. I'm so happy he reprised his role as Emperor Palpatine. The last time we saw him was in The Rise of Skywalker. But when we see Leia returning back to Alderaan and wearing the holster that Obi-Wan gave her, then when Obi-Wan visited Alderaan to give Lola back to Leia and talking to Bale and Bria and of course Leia, when Obi-Wan described to Leia to her biological mother Padme and her biological father Anakin, I got emotional. After we see Obi-Wan and Tatooine in his cave packing, then going to the Lars homestead and visiting Owen, Beru, and little Luke. I love that Owen let Obi-Wan meet Luke, and of course, he gave him the T-16 Skyhopper toy. But the ending, when I saw Qui-Gon Jinn Force Ghost, that was amazing. Like, it's been 23 years we haven't seen him. I'm so happy that we saw him in his Force Ghost form. Overall, I really enjoyed the show. I know I said episode five is my favorite, but episode six is my favorite for sure. Miriam gives it a 10 out of 10. Miriam, thank you for your review. You're so much fun to interact with on Twitter and we will keep doing that. Last but not least, 
we have a review from Mr. Jack Harvey. Jack is an IndyCar driver uh, from England, and uh, we've gotten a chance to know Jack a little bit through my son Joey and through IndyCar Racing. Uh, go cheer on Jack Harvey and uh, in IndyCar. And you know what? Big Star Wars fan, IndyCar driver. It's just like pod racing. Anyway, uh, Jack's review. I really enjoyed the progression of the series. Now that it's complete, it was great to see Obi-Wan build back his strength and connection to the Force and the end of the series with the power we haven't seen from him uh, before, but fitting of one of the most important Star Wars characters. They definitely showed a younger, higher tempo pace of Darth Vader, which was amazing. They showed his strength, which was uh, so far has only been in, in comics and not live action. Uh, I personally feel that they have shown Vader still had they shown Vader still has some compassion. I got the feeling he was taking away Obi-Wan's guilt about his turn to the dark side. Why would he why would he be doing this unless he felt something positive for him? Young Leia maybe stole the show. That was a great addition. I also love seeing Owen and Beru protect Luke so passionately and self selflessly. And the fan service at the end with Qui-Gon and Palpatine was the cherry on top with a lot of icing. The final episode was an incredible end to the series and left some doors open to more storytelling. Jack, I agree. And thank you so much for contributing and, and giving your review. And we look forward to having you on the show as a guest sometime in the near future. But until then, keep racing. Let's get some wins under our belt and let's see how this IndyCar season finishes up for you. Guys, I was honored to read your views. I appreciate it. I, uh, I think this was a great idea by Joe to have you guys send these in. I appreciate your input on this show. I mean, we always say, at least I always say, once you're on Rule the Galaxy podcast, when you interact with us, it's, it's one big family. I mean, I think it's one of the best things in Star Wars fandom, and that's why I appreciate having all of you guys on here. Um, I was honored to read your reviews. Uh, it's great following you guys. I love talking Star Wars. We have so much coming up in the future. I know Joe is wrapping it up here, but I was happy to be a part of this little special thing we did for Kenobi, and I think we should do this for more shows. So again, uh, thanks guys. From Dave, D-Doc, Rule the Galaxy podcast, may the force be with you. That's my part of this. Uh, D-Doc will be recording some of these as well, and hopefully they'll uh, be some good reviews from, from, from some of our guests and some of our listeners. And until the next time, may the force be with you.